Welcome to the Big Life Moms podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Allen, realtor at Glow Realty, mom of two young kiddos, and lover of all things baking. Thank you so much for coming back if you are a repeat listener, and welcome if this is your first episode. I hope you learned something today, whether that is about our guest, about yourself, or your surroundings. So speaking of guests, we have our first guest on the show. And that is Michaela Chadwick with State Farm Insurance. Thank you for having me, Sarah. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) I'm excited to have you on the show. So Michaela is not just a State Farm Insurance agent. She actually runs a team here in the Quad Cities. And she is a part of many organizations and groups within the area. And actually, last year, she was awarded the 2022 Prescott Valley Citizen of the Year by the Chamber, which I think is an amazing accomplishment. So congratulations to that. I was very excited and surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Why why were you surprised? I mean, I didn't really know. She didn't want to be like, I'm a badass (laughs) and I deserve this award. (laughs) No, it was, you know, I, you know, when I think of those awards, I think of like, a lot of different people in the community, but I don't always see myself as that person. Yeah. You know, I try to be, I want right. to be. So that was yeah. really cool. It was yeah. great. That is that. exciting. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to just throw some random questions at you. I'm ready. Uh, I figured this out because I posted something on Facebook and Michaela commented about her being a second degree black belt. Yes. And I thought that's not only a fun fact, but there's got to be a great story behind that. Yeah. So, um, I grew up in Wyoming, and here there's so many different activities, you know, gymnastics, dance, things like that. But my dad really wanted me to be strong and to be able to protect myself. And he said that I could never go on a date until I could beat him up first. (laughs) Those kind of things. So he put me in Taekwondo right off the bat. So I was in Taekwondo from the time I was like six years old. And I kind of just all the way up to early high school, I was in Taekwondo. And so starting that young, I just kind of followed the ranks and went up to a secondary black belt. Yeah. Well, all my friends were doing gymnastics or dance and it was actually all at the same studio. And I was like, I really want to do dance. I really want to do dance. But I was already this far along doing Taekwondo and that's, I mean, it was really fun. It was really great to do that. Yeah. And, you know, it's a really good background. It's something I'd love to get back into, but it's, you know, it's a little, It's like, I've got enough on my plate. I don't think I can take on one more (laughs) extracurricular activity. So now, I don't know, maybe Kimber will be interested. Yeah, I was going to say, since you kind of grew up with it and now you have your daughter, is that something that you'd want to introduce her to as well? Yeah, and it's funny because I always had wanted to do dance and all my friends did the gymnastics and the dance. So I have actually put her in like dance and gymnastics and uh, not her thing so much. (laughs) Like she is an awesome freestyle dancer at home in the kitchen with Alexa on, you know, she loves dance. She loves the moves, but going to the classes and being told this is what we're going to do. That is not Kimber. Yeah. That is not her drive. So I think that actually, even though I'm pushing her to do kind of what I was pushed to do, she's going to go the opposite and go the way I was pushed to do growing up, which is Taekwondo yeah. or martial arts or something. There's more options here right, than right. there were in Wyoming. There are a lot of options here of for options, self-defense yeah. classes, specifically mm-hmm. for young kids. Yeah. So that's something I've been wanting to get my daughter into. So it's fun right. meeting someone who has experience yeah. in that and can actually shed some light on it. So thank yeah, you. It's, I mean, it's really, it's really fun. Um, the biggest thing is it teaches a lot of self-confidence, mm. um, discipline, and I mean, it was kind of my party trick. Like yeah. I loved <laughs> to wrestle people and I was always, you know, um, you know, I just, I loved having that knowledge. Michaela's party so. trick is beating people up. Mine is just yeah. being awkward. <laughs> <laughs> 
as you know, that's what I love to do, you yeah. know, growing up that, that was fun for me. So. Yeah. No. So do good. you think that carried into starting an insurance team here in Prescott Valley and just, you know, carrying that discipline into something, a new adventure that you're in right now? You know, I think it was everything about how I was raised. Both my parents, they, I mean, from the very beginning, it was any form of leadership that they could put me in. And Taekwondo, you know, I don't know as much about the dance world. I'm sure there's aspects of leadership as well. But in Taekwondo, it's all built around the discipline, the leadership, you working towards, constantly working towards different ranks, things like that. Um, and everything they put me in, I was in 4-H, I was in, you know, rodeo and barrel racing. Everything they put me in was to be a leader in everything that I did and to be as well-rounded as possible. So I think that's definitely a part of it, but I think just the way I was raised, you know, I think my parents did a really great job. Yeah. If I do say so myself. <laughs> Citizen of the year. I mean, so. yeah. So, you know, it's a lot of, you know, self-discipline. I, I always felt being in Wyoming, what I was doing, I felt like I was, I was made for bigger. I was felt like I was outgrowing what I could do where I was. Yeah. And I, I always felt that way from like very little. I was like, I meant to do really big things. I don't know what they are, but I meant to do really big things that I can't do here. Yeah. So. Yeah. And yeah. so now you're here. So and from Wyoming here. to Arizona. Yes. Do you have any family in Arizona or was it just let's throw a dart at the map and see where we land? Yeah, it was kind of like that. Um, my husband's a very big hunter, so he was only open to Arizona. So we picked Arizona. Um, and... I did not know a single person when we moved here. Right. So my mom actually lives here now. She moved not long after us because we took her grandbaby. Okay. So she's like, I'm going to need to come down there, <laughs> which has been amazing. I love having her here. She bought a house in Chino and she she loves it. It's great. So yeah. we love having her. That's the only family that I have here. I have friends that like to come and visit. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I didn't know a single person. But through networking and just being social, which is what I like to do, I met more people here like in the first six months than I did eight years in the past town I was living in in Wyoming. Yeah. And it's not, um, you know, it's just, you're not, it's just very different. It's very different. They don't have all these different organizations. But I also didn't, you know, feel as empowered in what I was doing with my career. I always mm -hmm. felt like I wanted to be a career person, a career mom, mm -hmm. um, where like I could not do stay at home mom. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of women can, and that's yeah. amazing. Like I hats off yeah. to stay at home moms because that Hard, is a full time, hardest job in the world, 24 hour job. A stay -at -home mom. And it was not for me. Yeah. So that's part of what brought me here and how I felt that confidence. Yeah. Yeah. I share, I share that same thing with you, especially about being a stay at home mom. I tried that and I was like, eh. Yeah, I don't think I can be the best mom and wife and Sarah right. that I can be by being in this position. So yeah. I had to do something different and starting a real estate career, very similar to you where I didn't know anyone, just mm -hmm. barely moved to Prescott. Yeah. Probably six months later, I said, I'm going to get my real estate license. Yeah. So as someone who just started a business, and I wouldn't say just started a business, but started something from scratch mm -hmm. where you didn't know anybody, you were in a town you weren't familiar with, yeah. and you said you did a lot of networking, mm -hmm. what else did you do or what else can you share with other moms out there that are in a similar situation that you say, hey, this is what propelled my business. This is something yeah. that I would suggest you do as well. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I put myself into everything and I tried everything. So, you know, it's kind of like when you encourage your kids to try all the different extracurriculars, 
you don't know which group you're going to fit in or which one's going to be the best. So I said, I'm going to try them all. And maybe they're not all going to be the best fit, but I still want to be a part of as much as I can. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and a lot of people utilize the Facebook groups, Mm -hmm. the mom pages, you know, connecting with other moms, other moms in business is a good way. Um, I literally joined every service volunteer networking group I could find. I was literally just searching networking networking, everything that I could. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big part of it because the more people you know, the more connections you're going to make, the right. more your business is going to grow. Right. And I mean, those connections don't need to be even about your business. It's just, oh, I met you. I met right. you. Every time I would go somewhere, my goal was to meet five people that I didn't know. Mm. And that was always my goal. Every single time, no matter what I did, five new people. Even if I didn't want to do it and I was like, yeah. really nervous and I didn't know these people, five new people every time. Right. And I actually had to remind myself that the other day. I was like, you have not met every person in this room, Michaela. You need to go find the ones you have not met. <laughs> so I think I uh, putting yourself outside of your comfort zone mm-hmm. because you never know what opportunity is going to be the one that you fit in. Right. Oh, that's so beautifully said. So And so, it you know, it, it comes off as confidence. But like you said, even if you're afraid to do it, and mm-hmm. most of the time people are afraid to say, right. I'm going to go out and meet this person. I'm going to go out and put myself out there. Yeah. But you realize the opportunity that's there when you do it. So mm-hmm. you just have to say, all right, it's going to be uncomfortable. But if I want to make this next move, if I want to grow, I have to do this. Yes. So, And you have to be consistent. You can't just go one time and be like, oh, that was super weird. I didn't meet anybody. I like, <laughs> keep going because then next time. If I did that, I'd be nowhere. Yes. Because <laughs> it's always super it's weird It's always going to be weird. But then like the first time you go, you know no one. The next time you knew one person. Then two, then three. And right. then you go in and you're like, I know like five people here. This is actually a really great time. Right. And you kind of find people that you mesh well with. Right. And you create those meaningful relationships and right. meaningful conversations. Yes. I think a lot of times people just rush to, hey, uh, do you need an insurance plan? Or, hey, right. do you need to buy a home? But instead, it's the why. It's, yes. you know, this is why I started insurance. This is why I started in real estate. Or why did you move to the area? Mm-hmm. What brought you here? What are you feeling? Why are you wanting to move? Yes. All of those things. I think that's a really good point because a lot of people do, they're like, okay, well, I'm here to promote my business. Right. Yes, but also no, you're here to promote you. Because you want when people think, oh, I'm shopping for insurance. Oh, I met Michaela and she does insurance. Mm-hmm. So I always kind of tell people, and you know, this is just my opinion. Everybody can do whatever they want to do. I don't think when you're going to these networking events, when you're going to these groups, that you really talk about your business much at all. Mm-hmm. Because you want to just make personal connections. You want to make relationships. So when they're thinking of insurance, then they come to you. When you're pushing your business on other people and being like, call me for this, do this, do that. Yeah. That's not when they come to you. No. I mean, I will harass my friends about life insurance because I'm very passionate about it. But for the most part, you know, you just really want to make sure that you are promoting yourself and promoting personal relationships. Right. And the business follows. Yeah. But when you're pushing the business too Mm -hmm. much, the business isn't going to come. No. You have to lead with curiosity. Yeah. I always say, obviously, it's good to lead with confidence, but when you have a curiosity spin on that, too, right. from the consumer side, it's you really get to know your clients a lot better. Yeah, and you want to find a connection with them. So when I you know, have people who are like, I don't know how you just like connect with people, find something. You can always connect yes. with someone on something. Yes. Find out what that is. Right. Whether it's what they do, what they don't like. I mean, I really don't like cheese. I met somebody and they're like, I don't like cheese. I'm like, wonderful. This is great. <laughs> Well, that wraps it up if you don't like cheese. (laughs) That's a no for me. (laughs) So obviously we know your insurance. Mm -hmm. I would like to know what got you into this industry. 
So that would be my aunt. So my aunt was a state farm agent for a really long time. She was very, very successful in what she did. And I have a very similar personality to my aunt. Um, so growing up, she was always like, Michaela, you're going to be in insurance. You'd be so good at this. I'm like, mm, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think so. That's not the life for me. And uh, I was in banking for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So I started at the very bottom. I made it up to the branch manager before I was 21. And it was with a very large national bank. And I just didn't like, I wouldn't say the rules. Like, um, I felt like they didn't allow me to manage my team how I wanted to manage my team. Mm -hmm. There were limitations on how I could coach my team, how I can manage my team. Um, And I just, I have a vision for that, like kind of how my office is now. I truly believe we work hard, we play hard. Everybody can be themselves and we take care of our customers and we have a really good time and we enjoy coming to work. That's important to me. And it just kind of felt that it was a little too corporate for my taste. Mm. Where State Farm is very different because what a lot of people don't understand is every State Farm office is independently owned by that agent. So that although we are backed by this amazing company, State Farm, and we Mm -hmm. sell State Farm products, that agent used, you know, their own money to build that business, to do their marketing, to hire that team, to put all the decorations up. You know, it's Mm -hmm. an independently owned business. So it is your own small business, Mm -hmm. which is why I feel like, you know, we can really connect with small business owners. And, you know, my, my aunt just always told me that my whole life, I would be so good at this, but I didn't realize it until I was trying to find my way out of that really corporate world. And I decided to try State Farm, just kind of started at the bottom, just working in service for another agent in Wyoming. And then when we got news that our daughter was going to be coming, I pretty quickly was just kind of like, well, you know, I really want to bond with her and I want to be like a stay-at-home mom with her. I wanted to try that. I was like, that's for me. I've wanted to be a mom for so long. I need to be a stay-at-home mom. And so I quit at State Farm and our daughter was born. And for two months, I was a stay-at-home mom. I was like stay-at-home mom, like full, like nothing else. I was like, ooh, this is not for me. And so, you know, just casually talking to my aunt, she said, start working for me. Let's start training up to become an agent because that's what you need to be doing. Mm -hmm. I said, okay. So I started for my aunt and I worked at home part-time with my daughter and kind of learned from her. And she's like, you know, you're really good at this you will be a great agent. I started the path um, because she was actually close to retirement. Mm -hmm. And so she said, you know, when I retire, I'd love for you to take over my place. But that's not how it works in State Farm. State Mm -hmm. Farm, the company picks who those the agent will be Mm -hmm. that takes over. So when I applied for the job, I didn't get it. So at first I'm like, what? No, real bad. (laughs) Blessing in disguise. Um, So I just continued to work. And then I worked for my cousin, in Ohio, who's also a State Farm agent. Okay. So then I worked remotely from him for him while I'm looking to find a place to be an agent. And then I found Prescott. And there were two options. There was one where there was a book of business from an agent retiring. Mm-hmm. And then there was one that was Scratch. And my sales leader talked me into Scratch. And I said, okay, that's how my aunt started. Let's do it. So my very first customer was me. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, that's pretty much how it started. And she coached me up and she was a very, very successful agent. And I learned a lot from her. And I learned a lot from the first agent I started with. I learned a lot from her. I mean, I worked for three different state, state farm agents in three different states. Okay. So I kind of took a little bit of knowledge from everybody and then right. kind of followed what I thought a state farm agent looks like or the agent that I want to be, which is not everybody's cup of tea. But 
it's me. So, you know, not everybody is going to choose Michaela Chadwick State Farm for whatever reason. Right. But that's okay. So you just have to own who you are and what your brand is. Right. You have to stick with the green light client, the one that has some sort of understanding of you and says, I relate to that person. I want to sign or do do whatever, work on the same team as you. So exactly. It's amazing that you can identify that. Yeah. So and, <laughs> such and, an early. And that's kind of why I tell stage, the team. I yeah. say, listen, like you know, some people, you know, will not choose me because I'm a woman. Yeah. Some people will not choose me because I'm young. Some people will not choose me because I have tattoos or two office cats. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter because we do the right thing for every customer that we have. Right. And they choose us because they know that we do a great job. Yeah, I'm gonna stop and like rewind there. Two office cats. Yes. Please tell me cats. about your two office cats. <sighs> I'm not talking about my team members. <laughs> we do have two Those are cougars. team members. I know, right? There. <laughs> we have two little office furry team members. We have Jake from State Farm. Okay. He's orange. He's always in his khakis. Little tabby. Yes. And then we have Kaz, um, which is short for like casualty. We were going to name them property and casualty, but it didn't work. So dark, we have casualty. Okay. Yeah, I know. So we have casualty and this we is call her Kaz. Yes. Because she would be, imagine having cash without life insurance. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So, you know, they're just, they're a lot of fun. I mean, they live there and I mean, every once in a while somebody who's like, I'm allergic to cats, we put them in the back. Yeah. You know what we can do? But for the most part, I would say 90% of people that come in and realize we have office cats are like, okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's super cool. I'm I like, mean, I'm ready to make a trip down to it's your office. Re- I mean, it's yeah. really fun. It makes the energy fun. I mean, they kind of just go from station to station. They prefer Dominique. She's the main crazy cat lady of all of us. She's the <laughs> queen, duck queen, Dominique. Um, you know, she's got a big cat tree, and she really loves them the so most. Cute. She's yeah. the main one. But, she, I mean, she's constantly buying new perches for them. She put one up today. So, you know, it just makes it fun. It's a, like we want to have a fun, inviting environment. Like right. when you go into a, an office, it's like super business and – like, man, I can't cut the tension. Yeah. That's not our office. Okay. We have, you know, we have a fountain, we have music, we have office cats. Like, we are here to work hard and play hard. Right. And have fun. I love that. I love so. that. You had mentioned something earlier, too, about being very passionate about life insurance. Yes. Is there a reason behind that? Yeah. So, um, almost 10 years ago, in November, my husband was in an oil field explosion. Oh, wow. And he definitely could have died. And so he was severely burned. And during that time, he was in, he was like in a coma for a while. And I was like thinking, we just bought a house. I just bought a car. And I'm like, I don't know how to pay my bills. Like, yeah. I work at like a deli right now. How, how is this going to work? And, you know, talking to my aunt, who's also very passionate about life insurance, you kind of just start to think that anything could happen at any time. I mean, I was 19 and he was 22. I mean, anything can happen at yeah. any time. And the only guarantee, or not the only guarantee, but one of the only guarantees is like in life is that you are going to die. Mm-hmm. So it's important to make sure that your family's protected. Like I tell people, it's not about you. So you don't have to think, oh, I don't need life insurance. Okay, that's fine. But who's going to protect your wife and your yeah. kids that are relying on you, your income, et cetera? So it kind of just really puts things in perspective when you can see that he's this close to yeah. have died. Yeah. Basically. So yeah, how long was he in a coma? Um, he was only in a coma for like a week or so. You um, don't have to say only. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean he's in a coma. <laughs> was, but it was like induced because okay. of the burns. So when you burn your body swells and mm-hmm. then it like cuts off your breathing. So they kinda had to force him into that and gotcha. have a breathing tube. But um we were there for a while, less than a month, I think. 
Um, but yeah, it was a, it was quite the journey. Yeah, no I love kidding. to show people his gnarly pictures. <laughs> <laughs> we'll so. do that after the show because yes, I'm curious absolutely. about it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's, he, you would never know looking at him today. I mean, you would never know. He looks so good. He yeah. healed amazing. He was very healthy and that all made a huge difference in his recovery. Yeah. But like I say, and I always, I say it all the time. I'm like, life's too short. Life's too short. Look at Brandon. <laughs> Look at Brandon. <laughs> he almost died, guys. You know, let's buy all the clothes and shoes. Yeah. So you just never know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me write that down. Actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I tell what I remind him. Uh. That's my shoes. Yeah. So, you know, you're a mom, two young kids, Mm -hmm. and you also do so much with work. And I would love to know, and I'm sure everyone listening would like to know as well, kind of how you balance that, how you balance personal life, being a mom, being a wife, and also being a mompreneur, a, you know, um, owner of a team and just a go-getter. I would say I don't balance it. Like, I think, I think that's, everyone's working towards how do I balance this? You don't. Right. You don't balance it. You don't, nothing is perfect. Nothing is going to line up. You're going to make all these ambitious goals to do all these things. And if you make it to a couple, you're winning. Mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, and this is actually something that I learned from my aunt when she had her agency, I would like, she would work like 7am or 6am to like 7 or 8pm. I was like, no, I'm going to work hard when I'm here. But the family balance is very important. Mm -hmm. Very important. So that's why um, I tell my team and I kind of um, run my office in that way, that your family is always most important. We're a very family-friendly office. We have a kid zone. Kids get sick. Babysitters fall through. Something at school happens. Whatever. They can always bring their kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And not everybody agrees with that, and that's fine. That's how I want to run my office family-friendly because anything can happen. And that's part of the balance is most importantly, your family will always come first. And I just kind of set a goal of what do I want to do this week or this day or what absolutely needs to get done. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's certain sacrifices that you have to make. Like, okay, you know what? I wanted to go to every single networking event. Mm -hmm. I might make it to one. (laughs) And that's still great. Yes. And it changes. You know, last year I was able to do probably three times the marketing that I do now because my business has picked up so much, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. And that's a win. So I'm able to be out there less, but I'm winning in this way. And same with, you know, family life. Now that we have a baby... I would definitely be rather be at home with my baby because I can't take him to networking anymore now that he is on the move. <coughs> so no. I, I don't think that there is a trick to the balance. I think sometimes I know that I take on more than I can mm-hmm. and more than I should. And my mom worked a lot when I was growing up. She would, you know, she was a school psychologist and then she, you know, she did a lot of other things with kids and counseling and extracurricular activities. My dad did too. And but we got the summers with them because they were teachers. And so I don't have that big chunk of time that summer with my kids. So it's important to take advantage of weekends and evenings. Could I be more successful if I worked like every evening and every weekend? Maybe. Mm -hmm. But it's what's your definition of success? Because me, success is can I work hard, provide a good living and be home with my family and be as present as possible. Yeah. Which, again, I'm not always great at. I get very distracted. I'm all over the place. I'm kind of a hot mess. Whatever. <laughs> You're just going through it one step at a time. Right. Being absolutely. Your best. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, from what I hear, priorities and being present. So, yeah. 
it's never going to be a true balance. There's going to be right. counterbalance where one day you're all work, one day you're all family. Mm-hmm. But as long as you tell yourself and you set the priority of family first, you yes. can prioritize everything else around that. And yeah. then when you are in those moments, you're present in those moments, whether it's present at work where you've got six yeah. hours of, you know, just go time and I can get a lot done in that. Mm-hmm. And then once it's mom time, I'm present in that moment. I'm with my kids. I'm engaged with them. Yes. And I'm you know, being, being the right. person and I want to be. Kind of like, you know, when you were talking about the stay-at-home mom, you're a better mom when your time with them mm-hmm. is more focused on just quality time. Yeah. Not trying to multitask and run a household too. Right. Which, you know, you're still trying to do. So there's certain things that I delegate, like that I'm like, okay, I cannot take this, this, and this on. I'm yes. going to push this off, push this off. And that's something I'm still trying to to learn how to do. Mm-hmm. And I think I'll continue to try and learn how to do it. I did read an article today about time blocking. And I was like, yes, <laughs> that I need to learn how to do. <clears throat> Taking certain time where I'm just going to plan my calendar. I'm just yeah. going to try and find an extracurricular to put Kimber <laughs> in because she has so much energy. Yeah. She needs an outlet. What can I, you know, what is my main focus? What do I need to do? And, you know, I want to go to the gym and work out. Where is that going to fit? I'm not really sure right now. Right. So, you know, I I just think it's very, like, everybody's seeking the balance. But I don't think you're ever going to find it. Yeah. You're never going to find it. You just have to, what's the priority in the moment? And go with that. I Otherwise, that. you just stress yourself out. You do. Big time. Which we do anyway. Yeah. Mom. It's like, well, yeah. it's still the same. Exactly. Yes. It's very true. So if you could go back to your younger self and give yourself a piece of advice before you went into insurance or before you started kind of on the path you're on now, what would that be? Hmm, Younger self. Or maybe if you don't want to answer that, if it was someone who's just starting in insurance too. So maybe a two-part question. If it was someone who's just starting into insurance or if you could go back to your younger self, what would it be? I would say to not worry about fitting a mold of what people view as an insurance agent Mm -hmm. or a realtor or a photographer. Don't worry about fitting any type of mold. Be whoever you are, and then your business will come. You have to just really own what you are, what you're representing, and what you're passionate about, no matter what industry you're in, Mm -hmm. because everybody is going to have something to say about something, about whatever. Mm -hmm. But the more true you are to you, the more people will see that and appreciate that and come to you. Right. Be authentic. Be authentic. From the start, be, be very you, authentic. Be authentic. Yes. Yeah. Because people know. I mean, people want to do business with people who know who they are yeah. and are very honest about who they are and what they are and what they stand for. They already know, like, and trust you. They want to know, like, and trust you. That's right. It. They want to do business with those people. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I think in, you know, I know when I first started shooting with Kim, and I was like, ooh, you know, I should probably wear my jacket. I want my tattoos to show. And I'm like, no, my tattoos are me. I want my tattoos to show because, right. that, you know, that's who I am. So yeah. Just, yeah. But that's not – if someone pictures an insurance agent, they're mm-hmm. not going to picture somebody like me. And, you know, I had a lady write a letter to State Farm, and she took a, my ad from the newspaper, and she sent it in and said, how could you have somebody like this representing your company? And they, they have to, like, send those to me and be like, we had a complaint. Oh it gosh. was a written complaint. And they said, this is just targeting one of our agent's appearances, and we don't tolerate that. This has nothing to do with her ability to take care of her customers. Right. And, like, that was it. Like, they squashed it. And I was like, you know, like, at first I was really upset. I was so mad. But there are going to be those people out there. Yeah. And that's okay. Right. Not everybody's going to like you. You're not everybody's cup of tea. 
you just have to be you. Right. You can't you worry about it. Yeah, absolutely. Which is so much easier said than done. But <laughs> it is so much easier. You gotta remind you. yourself. Gotta remind yourself. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. Well, I, I have just enjoyed this conversation with you today, okay. and I thank you so much for coming up on the show. Thank you for having me. I did mention that we are going to have a mom of the week, and you are going yes. to nominate a mom okay. of the week. So I'm I am tossing that to you to do that. Okay. Right now? Yes. Should I nominate somebody? Right. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Man, this is stressful. I just like went totally blank. I can think of so many awesome moms. Um, I'm going to nominate Kimber's teacher, Miss Amanda. Okay. Miss Amanda has an older daughter, Bethany, and then she has two twins that are two or three twin girls. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yes. And she's Kimber's teacher. I mean. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's mo- let's nominate Miss Amanda. What school? Acorn, the Christian Acorn Montessori in Prescott Valley. Okay. okay. All right. Well, thank you, Amanda, for being an awesome mom of the week. <laughs> yes, that's exciting. No, she'll love that. <laughs> yes, that's absolutely. Really cool. All right. She's a great teacher. Yes. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you give it a follow. You can find us on Instagram at Big Life Moms. You can find Michaela Chadwick at Prescott Valley Inns. That's INS, short for insurance, which I just thought it was Prescott Valley Inns and Outs. <laughs> I was <laughs> telling her about that before we started. But uh, thank you again for coming yes, on the show. Yes, thank you for having me. Yes. This is great. This is fun. It was.